Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tell Me Why, the program for American Airlines team members that looks at the why behind the news, information, decisions, and events in American Airlines. My name is Ron DeFeo. I work in the Global Engagement Group here. And today, special episode, we're celebrating Black History Month. We've had a bunch of events, activities uh, throughout the system during this whole month, but a really special episode here today. I'm joined by two guests, not one, but two, and actually one of our first uh, African-American female pilots ever in American Airlines, First Officer Brenda Robinson, who yes. retired. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> and of course, uh, Beth Powell, First Officer, American Airlines 737. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And we want to dive right in here. And Brenda, we're going to start with you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have in the notes here, you became the first African-American female graduate uh, of the Av Aviation Officer Candidate School <laughs> yeah. in the Navy. Yes. Um, a bunch of firsts there. Yes. Uh, first African-American female uh, flight instructor, evaluator, VIP transport pilot. And then, as I said, among the first female African-American pilots at American Airlines, Talk a little about your journey, kind of what sparked your interest in joining the Navy and becoming okay. a pilot. Oh, I, when I was in uh, Dowling College, uh, and there was some, some force that got me into the college, but I was an aeronautics major. So I got a bachelor's of science degree in, in aeronautics. And while I was there, I decided that, well, they told me that 10% discount if the aeronautics students went to learn how to fly. Well, the fact that I even went to, to an aeronautics degree, my father's like, Okay, what well, you know, it's like he was always pushing me along and saying that you can do anything you want to do. And so I came up with aviation and he's and someone asked him, well, uh, how did you how did you pick aviation? He says, like, I, I have no idea. You know, so I'm just kind of like out there somewhere. And I call home and say, it's only 10% less. Can I start flight school? And I was actually expecting him to say no, but you know, that we, we can't afford that all. He says, yes, fine, let's get started on that. And so I started started flying. So when I left uh, Dowling College, first black woman pilot, mm -hmm. uh, first black female to go through aeronautics. Um, I, w I was picked up by the Navy, but I had already had my my degree. I was in aeronautics. I had a private pilot's license. I was already flying four-seater airplanes oh, wow. um, you know, with actually no future available to me until the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, and the uh, Army came along, and they go, they come to and talk to all of the, uh, the aviation uh, aeronautics students and start to tell us about their, their programs and what we're doing. And the Navy came, had, they just had the perfect do this and go to flight school, you know? And um, it's like everybody else had these big, long, well, you're a woman, well, you're, you know, we'll, we'll have to take some paperwork, you right. know, and, and, you know, and try to figure out how we're going to uh, fit you into the system. So I, I decided, okay, this is great. I'm going to go straight. I was waiting for more information, sure. but nothing happened, and that's how I got in there. They were, at the time, looking for women. They were looking for minorities. I checked off two boxes at the same time. So uh, that, that they came to me. That's how I figured, found out about it. I would not have known to go that direction. Unbelievable. And mm -hmm. you mentioned it and read it in the upfront. I mean, you were the first in so many yeah. different roles. I mean, did you have any reservations about these decisions and being the first, I mean, so many times throughout your career? Well, it's funny. They said to me, the, the Navy did, when they were just signing me up, oh, did you know, by the way, that you're going to be the first <laughs> in all of these things? And it really had no effect on me. It, it meant nothing to me mm -hmm. because what they're telling me that I'm about to do was extremely difficult. I had never done that, never seen it. I have nobody in the Navy to, you know, to, uh, to go to to say, what should I expect? So here I am going to this thing, and I'm supposed to be successful. 
And only if I'm successful, where those, you know, where the, the point that you're trying to make about how, you know, how I'm going to be the first in all, these, all of these things. So everybody else was like, this is great. You know, this is wonderful. You're going to be the first. And I had to completely ignore that. And I did. That meant nothing to me because if I dropped out, if anything went wrong, nobody would know who I was. Right. You know, nobody would remember anything. Um, not even that I tried, you know, so, <laughs> so it, it, yeah, it wasn't part of my thought process. It couldn't be. I was too busy. Unbelievable. <laughs> and obviously, eventually, you made your way to American. Yes. What attracted you, you know, to our airline? All of my friends got out in the mid-80s, and I, I, don't, I don't mind dating myself, but in the mid-80s, everyone that I had started with the, in the Navy with, they were done. They were on their way to the airlines. Brenda, come along. Come here. I'm like, no, I'm having a good time. So I'm hanging out. And by the way, I did land on aircraft carriers as my first squadron. Wow. And I flew seven airplanes in the Navy uh, as well. But I said, no, um, that's okay. I'm having a good time. I don't want to keep this up. But I said, if I stopped having a good time, it was time for me to, to move on, then I would go into the, the uh, airlines. I wanted to make sure that I had all the flight time. I know I had the background. So when I head for the uh, the airline doors, I wanted to make sure that they looked at me and go, yep, qualified, ready to go. You know, there, there's no questions going on here. So when I finally decided to do this, it was uh, at, right after Desert Storm, I applied to American, Delta, and United, period. I didn't, I didn't even try to, to apply to anybody else. I thought um, American had more Air Force people, Delta had all the... The Navy people, and the, the Indian had to change their uniform. You just go on over there, you know, and the, the stripes and everything right. looked the same. Right. But um, the, the American Airlines just kind of seemed to be more friendly, except you know, except for that uh, that big physical. We had to do that back then. We don't you don't have to do that anymore. But it was huge, right. Right. so that was scary. But otherwise, everyone was just fabulous. So um, you know, when uh, they when they called me up and said that they wanted me to, to join them, I was very happy. You know, I didn't even yeah. look back. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I want to bring First Officer Powell into this conversation here? We were talking off camera beforehand. You you guys actually had a connection before you even met. That's correct. Do you talk a little bit about this? So I got hired with American Eagle June 12, two thousand, and um, we trained at the same facility with American Airlines. Now. Growing up in the airline industry, going to school, not seeing many that looked like me, there was this one picture of Brenda in the hallway. And I walked through the flight academy all the time to the back bay of the sim, and I would always look on that picture and smile. I don't know if the guys saw me or if they saw me, they probably wonder why she keeps smiling. But to me, that picture represented hope. It told me that I, too, will be a pilot with American Airlines someday, and here I am. We have a saying at OBAP that we stand on the shoulders of giants. Well, that picture with Brenda is that representation for me. She's a giant in my life. Unbelievable. And then you're from Jamaica. I am. So talk a little bit about, you know, what attracted you to aviation, you know, at an early age. So interestingly enough, I remember in high school, I liked everything with numbers. Anything pertaining to math. It was additional math, which was college math in high school. It was physics. It was accounting. You threw numbers at me. I loved numbers. I was then introduced at the age 15 that I was a technical learner and I'm suited to become a pilot, engineer, or mechanic. Not knowing much about anything, I took it home to my parents. And I was like, well, this is what the teacher told me I could do, so we're going to try this. My mom was excited and she always taught her daughters to dream big. And my dad, with his ambition and drive, he told us, he taught us that anything was possible. So they were very supportive and I uh, took my first uh, discovery flight at 15. Sold it at 16, 
came to the United States, went to flight safety in Vera Beach, where I got my instrument commercial and multi, um, instructed for two and a half years while working on my degree, and then I got a job with American Eagle in 2000. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. And so, and last question, and love to hear from you both. You know, what is your hope, you know, for the future of aviation, especially from, you know, where you sit today? Yes. So um, my hope for the future of aviation, and I know the work is being done. I know American is working diligently on this, but I, too, am looking forward to seeing that diverse aviation community, or should I say more diverse aviation mm -hmm. community, not from the aspect of just being an African-American female or um, our sexual orientation or religion, but more so what that brings to the table, which is our thoughts and our idea. I truly believe that that adds to the innovation and creativity, which helps to make us a better workplace and a better airline. Awesome, well said. Oh. Anything you'd like to add? I, I would like to know that when people look at me, they're not looking at something strange and they're not cocking their head to the side and trying to figure out what that is I am. People have walked up to me when I was flying uh, in my uniform with my hat on and they said, are you a flight attendant? You know, yeah. I mean, the pilot word was right on their lips because I was so unusual. And I think that we need to get rid of the unusual. And, you know, they should see more people like me and not find that. To, to be something that's different or odd. And I have an aviation camp and I bring kids to an airport and I show them all the careers in aviation because I want all of them to see that this is where we're going, not to mention the fact that we, we need a lot of pilots. You know, so we have a contract waiting for those guys, but I want them all to realize that, yes, this is something you can do. You know, uh, work on their little self con uh, self-confidence and, and whatnot, but you know, do you know that aviation is, uh, you don't have, there's no prerequisite for aviation. Once you get into aviation, we teach you everything we want you to know. Then we give you check rides and, you know, and exams and whatnot. And we don't let you go until you have proven to someone and the FAA that you can actually handle this experience and fly passengers. So that's why I want the students who never thought about that before to start to give it some thought. Awesome. Hmm. Well, thank you both for being here today. Uh, truly special celebrating Black History Month. Um, I can't thank you both enough for being here. So thank you so much. And uh, thank you for those tuning in. You know where we live. Tell me why lives on JetNet. If you're on the go, you can download a podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll see you on the next episode of Tell Me Why. Thank you. <laughs>